Hello and welcome. My name is Christina and you're listening to Planner Mess Express, a bi-weekly podcast for the planner obsessed, planner newbie, or those of you who don't even own a planner that are looking for a comfortable spot that embraces life's messes. Join me as we explore the life inside the planner pages. Hey guys, so I'm back again and I'm now wrapping up week two and beginning week three of this semester. And somehow I thought now would be the perfect time to sign up for a few extra bonus shifts over the next few weeks at work. If you all remember, I did release a shop calendar a few weeks ago and come hell or high water, I'm going to try my damnedest to stay on track. I know it's not the end of the world if I have to push back a deadline here or there, but I also find I work best with a little applied pressure. At some point with all the chronic stress, it may have some adverse effects on my physical and mental health, but let's face it, I was never meant to be well-adjusted, and frankly, it's part of my charm. But really, I have been thinking a lot about why I choose to take on so many projects and responsibilities. There was a time during nursing school that I dreamed of a life without papers and deadlines and homework, and I did thoroughly enjoy the six months I allowed myself to take a break between my associates and bachelor's program. Unfortunately for me, if I don't stay busy and allow myself to get bored, I get extremely restless. Let me give you an example. Prior to nursing school, I spent 10 years in the spa industry where I worked as a manicurist. I liked the work. I enjoyed my clients, but quickly became restless wherever I worked. I'd work in a salon a year or so, grow annoyed with my surroundings, and jump ship onto the next salon. Sometimes I came back and I worked in more than one of those salons multiple times. Overall, it didn't have a negative impact because many of my clients followed me wherever I landed. To give you a good idea of their loyalty, Years before the gentrified boom of East Austin, I worked out of a small hole-in-the-wall establishment on East 7th Street. A friend and I, a fellow manicurist, had rented out a small room out of this building and created a little nail studio. It wasn't anything fancy, but it was a place that we could take our clients, make them comfortable, and do what we loved. It was a time in our careers that we could do things the way we wanted, on our own terms. It was our own space. Thinking back on that time makes me miss it. Leaving a spa where I knew I was able to make money and provide for my family to go out on my own was scary. But it was a risk that I needed to take. During that time, it was one of the first times that I allowed myself to take a dream that I had, create a plan, and put it into action and see that I was able to do that. Up until that point, I let... My fear dictate how I lived my life. And honestly, had I not taken the leap to leave an established salon to go out on my own, I don't think that eventually I would have taken the leap to go back to school either. I was finally learning that it's okay to have dreams and ambitions and make plans and Maybe the goal in life isn't just to exist. I really do miss that place. Now, I mentioned that many of the salons that I worked at, I worked at multiple times. And it was because I was a good employee, 
I retained clients, my work ethic was solid, my skills on point, that I could never stay in one spot. What it came down to is I would get bored, restless, and then move on. So I had a longtime client, and her name was Miss Judy. She always struck me as a woman that was no-nonsense. She was caring and kind, but I could tell she was someone that couldn't be walked on. She and I shared a lot about ourselves, as one would do when you sit across from someone multiple hours on a regular basis. In fact, one of my first assignments for my bachelor's degree was to interview someone over 65, and of course, I chose Judy to be my subject. So Miss Judy and I were sitting across from each other one afternoon, shortly after my friend and I opened up our nail studio, and I began filling her in on why I left my last salon and thanked her for once again following me across town. It was then that she said something that has always stuck with me. She said, never be afraid to jump. It was these words that finally gave me the push that I needed when I decided to go back to school. See, people are creatures of habit, and they seek comfort. But comfort breeds complacency. There are people that will stay in a situation, relationship, job, just because that's all they know. They get comfortable and settle in for the long haul. Unfortunately, some people will stay in situations just to avoid change because change is uncomfortable. But then there are people, people like me, that discomfort is the prod that they need to keep them engaged. So I remember the interview process when I got hired at my first nursing job. One of the things that they had me do was walk around the unit before my interview, and there I got to speak with some of the day shift nurses and pick their brains about the unit, what they liked about it, that kind of thing. While I was talking to a few of them, they mentioned that some of them had worked there for 5, 10, and even 20 years. That signaled to me that it was a great place to work, and I wasn't wrong, but Even when I took the job, I never thought I could imagine myself being there more than two years. I just assumed that I would gain experience and figure out what a good fit would be for me as far as a position and my future career goals. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that I'll end up as a lifer, but where I'm at and what I'm doing is working for me right now. The position that I hold right now is flexible enough that I'm able to juggle the responsibilities of school home, and as well as all the stuff that goes into the back end of my business. You may be asking yourself, what does this have to do with my planner? So sometime last year, I started seeing a bunch of people talking about their Enneagram type. Essentially, it is a personality type. There are nine personality types, all with their own specific traits. In order to figure out your personality type, you fill out a questionnaire or a quiz. I had a hard time finding a website with all the information that I needed and to find a free quiz without having to sign up and jump through hoops just to get the full quiz. Finding a website was kind of hard to narrow down. In comes Bloom Daily Planners. I was scrolling through Instagram the other day and they had a post that said, find your Enneagram type. It has the nine different types and a little bit about each individual one. If you go to their Instagram, in their bio, there's a link tree, and you can get the website that they recommend. That website is electricenergies.com. There you will find an Enneagram personality test. Once you fill out the quiz, it will tell you what personality type you most likely are. Now, the information is not 100% accurate, but it will give you an idea and some insight on your personality and what drives you. With this information, this is a great way for you to figure out how to combat some of the things that 
make you tick. So maybe you're looking for a little insight on your own personality or you're on a journey of personal growth. I think the Enneagram quiz is a great way for you to see the specific personality traits and what you can do to change some things that may be less favorable. As I've mentioned before on this podcast, over the past few months, I have been trying to work on how I handle daily stress as well as how to find balance with all the things I have juggling at any given point. I personally have used guided journals such as Zen as Fuck by Bonica Sweeney and I use this platform as an outlet. I always use my planner as a way to not only stay organized and keep track of my responsibilities, but it's a place that I can sit and write down my feelings for the day and try to let go of the bullshit instead of allowing it to weigh me down. While I don't 100% agree with what my personality type result was, it did say I was mostly a 7, which is the enthusiast. Essentially, it says 7s are future-oriented, restless people who are generally convinced that something is better around the corner. If that doesn't sum me up, then frankly, I don't know what does. It goes on to say that 7s seek distraction in their external environment by multitasking and keeping their options open. So if you know me, you know that I'm a huge multitasker. You also know that I am constantly juggling more than one thing at a time. Currently, I do have the day off from work, so I'm at home recording this podcast. In turn, I will edit it, upload it onto my website, promote it, all while catching up on my homework and spending time with my kids. So I have a lot of things going on. And if we're completely honest, it's because if I'm busy, then I'm not completely focused on things that I can't change. Armed with my Enneagram personality type, I was able to go onto the internet and find a load of information on things like self-care practices, relaxation tips, and even ways to communicate. And all of this information was geared directly towards my personality type. One of the websites I used to gather information about my personality type was EnneagramInstitute.com. And on this website, you can find information regarding your personality type, as well as information regarding the levels of development. So with the levels of development, there are nine levels. One through three are higher functioning. Four through six are average, normal behavior. And seven through nine are dysfunctional behaviors. And so this will kind of give you an idea of where you are and what you can work towards. Another thing that this website has is a list of recommendations for personal growth. In reviewing the recommendations that they have listed, I noticed that some of the recommendations that they have are things that I have already started to incorporate in my daily and weekly routines. For example, the Enneagram Institute website states, always choose quality over quantity, especially in your experiences. The ability to have experiences of quality can be learned only by giving your full attention to the experience you are having now. If you keep anticipating future experiences, you will keep missing the present one and undermine the possibility of being satisfied. In a previous episode, I had spoke about trying to be more present in what I was doing. And this is a perfect example of it. If you're constantly thinking about your plans and what are you going to do next, you're not really going to be able to focus on what's happening in that moment. 
And so I think this is something that we all can work on, especially because the world is so busy. Many people have a phone within reach, which means they have access to 24-hour news and apps and games, and it can be very distracting. While being present is something that I've already uh, put into my mind to kind of focus on, there are other things that I can start to incorporate into my daily routines. Another recommendation is recognize your impulsiveness and get in the habit of observing your impulses rather than giving into them. This means letting most of your impulses pass and becoming a better judge of which ones are worth acting on. The more you can resist acting out on your impulses, the more you will be able to focus on what is really good for you. This for me could mean a multitude of things. Like many people, I have struggled with weight management over the years. I can lose weight, but ultimately I end up gaining it. And a lot of this has to do with impulse control. So on my way to work, I pass by a Starbucks. And I can tell you that most mornings when I drive to work, I will stop and get a venti coffee. Now there are many days that I get to work, I drink about half of that cup of coffee, and then the rest goes down the sink. Because I didn't really want it. But impulsively, I stopped at Starbucks because it's just a habit now. On the other hand, over the years, I have worked on the impulse control as far as having a knee-jerk reaction to certain situations. Now, earlier in this podcast, I had told you about when I was a manicurist, how I worked at multiple salons. A lot of it, yes, I was getting bored, restless, and then I would move on. One of the times I decided to move salons, I made up my mind maybe on a Monday and Tuesday that I was going to switch to a different spot and by Saturday afternoon I was already taking clients at that new space. I would make a decision and run with it so quickly that I didn't even have really time to think about what was coming the next week or the week after. Now some of this I've grown out of because, well, I'm getting older and so... The way that you react to certain situations, that just automatically changes over time as you grow and you mature. But even so, you know, when I first took the position that I have now, I didn't think that I would be there more than two years because that had been my pattern. And here I am still there. And it's not because it's been springtime and roses the entire time, but it's because I'm learning how to see the bigger picture and think about more long-term goals. Understanding these personality traits and being able to recognize the behaviors that may not be so positive will give you the chance to be able to modify your behavior or try to establish better habits so that you are getting more positive outcomes. For now, I'll continue to use the resources that I'm currently using, such as my guided journal and my planner. My planner is a great place for me to be able to track my progress all in one place. I have my habit trackers and my budget and things like that, but also it's a great place to reflect. And over time, I can look back at those planners and kind of see how I've changed over time. If I have a specific goal in mind and a plan in place, I can refer back over a few weeks or months to see what my progress looks like. 
see what worked, what didn't, and what I should change. When you're thinking about your planning system, I encourage you to kind of think outside the box. Yes, it's a book that has a calendar so you can keep track of your appointments and things that you have to do and a running to-do list, but it can be much more than that if that's what you need it to be. I encourage everyone listening to figure out what your Enneagram personality type is and see how that information can help you along your own personal development journey. If you go over to my website, you can find the title, The Enthusiast. My website is www.brazenandboldprintco.com. It will have links to a quiz so that you can figure out what your Enneagram personality type is, as well as some resources so that you can get more information too. I just want to say thank you for tuning in to another episode of Planner Mess Express. And remember guys, it's okay to be a mess, but don't be messy. This episode of Planner Mess Express was brought to you by Brazen Bold Print Co. If you want a place that will enable your planner sticker addiction, shop Brazen Bold Print Co. We specialize in nursing, student, household, and custom planner stickers. For up-to-date information, you can find us on Instagram at Brazen Bold Print Co. or on our website at www.brazenboldprintco.com.